Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshot podcast. Uh, I'm your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me is uh, Ben Hibbert. Hello there. And special guest all the way from Sweden, uh, Nicholas Scott. Hello there. Hello, thanks for coming on and uh, taking the time to talk to us, Nicholas. Um, so we've got you on today because uh, I think it was last Wednesday, or anyway, last week, um, we played in the final of the Sith Takers Knockout, the Knock the Sith Out tournament, which has been running for, it seems forever, but it was a, a, a straight <laughs> it was a straight knockout tournament. Um and suddenly last week, Ben said, oh, it's the final this week, and it's Nicholas against Vooter. And we all went, oh, that'll be a good game. Um, so everybody logged on to stream and, and had a watch of it. And uh, congratulations on winning the tournament. So, I mean, there was, I can't remember, Ben, how many were there in the tournament um, to start off with? Oh, 100 not, I can't remember exactly. Let me just look like, at I'm on the 20-person cut or something like that, basically, where it's just like it's winning in the whole way through. Um, and Nicholas, you won it, but... It was uh, so, yeah. Well, so, well done. Um, first of all, wh- why don't you just give us a quick chat through your list? Because it was it was non-standard. I'm going to say it was a little bit interesting. Um, so, what were you flying? So, I was flying a new version and point change and everything from a list that I actually played during Worlds when we actually had that. Uh, so, we have Torkoal Mux with proton bombs. And Mulder Crow. Mm-hmm. Most people know what mucks do. And we yeah, also yeah. <laughs> have a cartel marauder with feedback array. Is that the thing that allows you to get rid of stress? Is it feedback array? No. Feedback array is the one where you and every ship at range zero takes one damage and you receive an ion token. Oh, okay. So you can bump people and do a bit of damage yeah. to them if you've got the extra health yourself. Okay, cool. Precisely. Or if I just want to kill an ace, mm-hmm. sacrifice a ship for it. <laughs> we also have Captain Justero that can actually trigger off that feedback ray and proton bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the ship that's been doing most of the heavy lifting has been Tyrannic Kolda with Snapshot and an R5 TK droid. So, okay, so... The point of this list is you've got every single possible way to get non-attack damage loaded into the list, and then that triggers Captain Jostero at least once a turn so that he can do... Oh no, he can only trigger once a turn because of bonus only attacks. Only once but, a turn. But you've got lots of ways to do direct damage without having to roll dice. So you've got... Or if you are rolling dice, because Tyranny Kulda's snap um, bullseye ability gives him... Yep. He just does damage to things in Bullseye, doesn't he? So he can trigger twice yeah. as well. Okay. And he, he's against everything in Bullseye as well, not just the ship you shoot. It's just if you're in his Bullseye. That is correct. And that has really been <laughs> working great for me when I played against swarms or just large base ships where I usually know where they're ending up. So yeah. that has been running hot during the entire tournament. I really like that combo. Um, I've not thought of it before. And I think I, I bet it's caught a lot of people um, unaware. A lot of people see it, and I usually try and explain it to them. Uh, 
but most people don't reflect on how much damage that bullseye is going to do. <laughs> that when you move in snapshot, you're definitely taking one damage from the bullseye ability. You might take another damage from just arrow. You might take a damage from just the snapshots triggering. And if you don't have reposition, you're probably taking another damage while I'm shooting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in the in the final, it was uh, Vooter was playing um, Rack Sloan with four academies, um, and you just kind of picked Rack apart just over the course of about three turns by bumping him, lining up bullseyes, lining up shots, and he couldn't do anything about it because all this damage comes before he gets his reinforce, or yeah. and and then even when he has got his reinforce, you still you know hitting him with, you know, two, three attacks. And he's just, you know, he's got his direct damage. He's using Vader on things that don't have tokens, which is, is great. But you're so far ahead of the damage race. Once you get a large base ship into Tyrannicolder's bullseye arc, um, plus all of those um, triggers don't activate Sloan. If, you know, if those academies are dying outside of the engagement phase, outside of an actual attack. Precisely. So yeah, it's um, you had a pretty good um, you had a pretty good matchup in the Vooter in the final, I think. Would you say? I'm kind of fifty fifty on that because if I don't get enough like naked dice rolls into rack, I can crash and burn quite fast on that. Vouter has actually beaten this list before; he just okay. didn't beat it this time. Okay, so it's because it looked like a pretty one sided that game but i guess that's because you got your engagement perfect um if not perfect pretty so close well. to it um but yeah. in other games he's had a better engagement and and so it goes differently so i think that's an interesting point to to kind of pick up on just with how x-wing actually works isn't it because you see one game and it's on stream and something looks entirely one-sided and you think oh that's a that was an easy match and actually you're thinking oh i played that perfectly and that's why it looked like that um so it's yeah it's cool all right, cool. Um, so, I mean, it's it's worth pointing out that um, you've used that list before, haven't you? You've you've been doing quite a few good wins. Um, did you yeah. say earlier you you did um, the Swedish or the Scandinavian nationals online league? Was it? Yeah, the Nordic uh, Vassal League. I yeah. played it. Uh, no, Nordic Vassal League was my other list. I actually played it on World and got top sixteen. Oh, just top 16 in Worlds with it, yeah. yeah. So that's okay. That's and not a bad still, finish. It still fits as well. I was just checking the points. It's still You can still fly that list now, can't you? Uh, I can't play the exact version I had during Worlds, because no. the difference there is I didn't have feedback array. I had a droid that lets you reroll dice on Trani instead. Oh, Rani yeah. is usually just focusing or bumping, since that denies people from shooting me, but I can still shoot things and trigger my bullseye ability. <laughs> so Who knew free damage was good? Oh, such a good <laughs> list, though, isn't it? So, I mean, I was, I'm interested in how you came to the list, because, you know, you've been flying it for a while. Um, it does look like one of those kind of weird, janky, scum kind of lists that... You kind of figure, think oh, either be really good and really hard to play against, or it'll just fail horribly. And obviously, this is a very good version. How did you come to it? Was it 
like scientific or did you just throw some stuff down that looked like it'd be fun and interesting and and, and went from there? Well, mainly it was when they released a preview article for Snapshot, I was kind of psyched about that. And since I've loved playing Tirani since the 1.0 days, I felt like, yeah, I want to keep doing that. And Snapshot seems like a given choice there. Uh, but I've tried out quite a few options of it. But then all the Cartel Marauders got lowered in points. And people started flying the Mux Worms with Cartel Marauders. And I felt, what if I put in Tirana there? Can I change any of the Cartel Marauders? Oh, not just there. That mm-hmm. could work. And I just spitballed off that because I'm not a fan of Seawar. Yeah. He's a good ship, but I can't fly him. So I want to <laughs> just joust everyone and chuck dice to their face. <laughs> I mean, it's a strong approach. He <laughs> did. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the other list that I've seen you fly in and you used quite a bit was um, was it six or seven um, M3As, the, the sick interceptors? And I think you were using the. Oh, what's the one called that gives you defensive? Serisu. 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 Who are you doing Serisu Swarm? Yeah, it's Serisu with four cartel spacers with auto blasters. So I actually get four dice in uh, the range one knife fighting and mm-hmm. two mining guild dice, which usually just ends up blocking stuff. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mm-hmm. Serisu have tractor as well? Yeah, Serisu has tractor mainly. Give the threat of tractoring something during I five, so it could place them on a rock or something and deny them a shot. But usually, <laughs> it's just Serisu tractoring stuff and bringing them closer to me, and then deleting them with everyone else. Mm-hmm. You also took you... that list to the uh, the final of the Sif Taker Cup as well, didn't you? Yeah, I was going to say that was the Sif Taker <laughs> yeah. Cup, which you came yeah. you came second in. I can't remember what it was that beat you in that one. Tom's um, Bowfrost. Oh, was it? Yeah, Bobo? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Tom's one of Bofrost. my worst matchups with that list since I can't really do anything about his reposition, and he always has bombs. So yeah, Tom's, as long Tom's as a... he rolls well, can't do anything about it. Yeah, Tom's a pretty good player, and we don't like to say it too often when he can hear us. But <laughs> um, he's like, well, he's one of the best kind of two or three players that the Sith takers have got, and he's. He's done very well in, in the past with lists that are very similar to Bofrost. So like in version one, he did a good world's run with double shadow casters, um, which kind of played in a similar kind of a way. Um, but and you know, if he hears this, he'll probably be like, No, they don't, you idiot. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably wrong. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Um so uh, I mean that that's really interesting. So you you've got a couple of lists that you're you're doing pretty well with. Um you're going to um Dathomir next week, um, the the next Gold Squadron fly better, and we will come on and talk a little bit about it later. Are you thinking? Do you know which which of the lists you're going to fly? You're going to fly something totally different. I don't know actually. I might play the one uh, with Mux and the companies, but I don't know since that can't really handle the Nantics because all yeah. of them move after me. And they are repositioned before I get to Snapshot. So I can't trigger Granny's Bullseye ability off it. 
mm. since they just track your weight. And my Sirius Swarm hasn't really been faring that well against them. Mm -hmm. So leaning towards either the Sirius Swarm, because they usually just throw two dice, or just giving in to all the Nantex. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's an interesting thing, and then I kind of I hear what you're saying about the, the like if they're moving after you. I'd been doing really, really well with a six ship resistance swarm. Like I think I'd played like ten games and won nine of them, and then I played three games with it against Nantex and just couldn't buy a win. It was it was it was impossible. I mean, I was rolling well, I was rolling hot. They were rolling badly, and I just just couldn't do anything. Just you know ability to tractor off after they bump into you um, and go into your blind spot where they're still rolling on modified dice. And I mean, your um, six swarm um, kind of was an, a really good version of, you can see how many dice you roll um, is a mitigation of variance in and of itself. You know, if yeah. you roll, you know, 18 red dice at somebody, you're going to push some paint through um, unless you get incredibly unlucky. Um, like in the final of the Sith Taker Cup against Tormund. Um, <laughs> where... I can't believe Koshka survived that. That's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Two turns in a row, we couldn't believe Koshka survived it. But, you know, that's, uh, that's what happens sometimes. All right, cool. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about um, expected kind of meta, what we you think we might see at Corellia, just to, to close the show out. Um, but I did want to have just a quick chat about um, FFG have given us a preview. Uh, it came out just after we recorded last week, so most of you have probably already read it, digested it, and written off most of the cards as, as DOA or whatever. Um, but the <laughs> um, the XI or Z shuttle or Xi shuttle or however you want to pronounce it was um, spoiled out by um, FFG. Uh, well, not spoiled, but they they gave us the um, the the preview Pretty article good. with more stuff, more information on it. So, um, Ben, what what were your first thoughts and, and anything that's jumped out of the article? Um, first, I'm, obviously, I've only just read the article before because um, I usually wait for everyone else to tell me what's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just noticed that it's got the stop again, so it's obviously it's got no K turns, which I always find interesting because you know, like the um, the upsilon, it's it's good until it flies past, and then it's kind of out of the game. Um, I'm hoping that this isn't the same case because it might just be relegated to not quite as good as an upsilon. Mm -hmm. And I also just noticed as well that it's got a red target lock. Yeah, it's a bit. Uh, it, it's a bit, bit interesting. Hard. It's almost got the um, like the resistance pod, um, kind of action selection, except for it's got a white jam. Um, but it's got mm. red target lock, red coordinate, white jam, white focus. So, um, it's obviously. Very obviously being targeted as a support ship, not something that's got support ship written on it, but it gets flown in a swarm of six. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Nic Nicholas, have you had any thoughts about the article or anything that's jumped out at you as being something that you might look to build a list around at some point in the future? Well, I've been kind of psyched about Gideon Hess getting released on it. Uh, mm -hmm. For those that hasn't really gotten to check it out, it's while you or a friendly small ship at range 0 to 2 performs a primary attack against a damaged defender, if the attacker rolled two or fewer attack dice, it may gain a strain token to roll one additional attack die. And I have quite a few friends in Stockholm that 
only play first order, like Jacob, for example. Mm -hmm. And this really opens up quite a few new options to just play around with. I couldn't see myself playing this with, for example, Kylo and actually use show you the dark side for once. <laughs> <laughs> to just get that crit beneath the shields and then roll three dice with all my fighters. Oh, that's cheeky. Right? That. I hadn't thought of that. That's a nice little trick. I, I want to know who's making a drink because it it's, sounds like is that you me. opening corks and all sorts of stuff? What are you drinking, Ben? <laughs> I'm drinking uh, red leg rum. It's a nice. spiced rum with car <laughs> caramelized pineapple. I am nice. celebrating Ooh. because I had lost my wedding ring and I've literally just found it before the cast, so I'm in a really good mood. <laughs> <laughs> and also still still alive. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was interested by Gideon Hass because his, um, his, his ability in this gives you another... Um, gives you another kind of callback to his TIE Fighter pilot. So his TIE Fighter pilot is the guy who just rolls an extra dice against a damaged defender. So it's nice how they've themed his two abilities so that they've, they're kind of sitting in the same space. Um, but one, obviously, more support-based. Um, so obviously, as he's got promoted or demoted into being a, a shuttle pilot <laughs> instead of a fighter pilot, um, that's good. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of interesting cards in here. One thing that did jump out to me was Sensor Boy Suites, um, which is a... It's a first order only, medium or, or, or large ship, and it's a setup ability. So before placing forces, so after rocks, but before ships, um, you place two sensor boy remotes beyond range two of any edge. And then before you engage, you can acquire a lock on a ship, ignoring range restrictions if that ship is between not to one of a, of a friendly sensor boy. So you could be outside of range three, um, but they've thrown in flown into range one of your sensors you get a free lock on them and then next turn you're going into that engagement double modded seems pretty good um free actions um i guess it will depend <laughs> as we always say we shouldn't say but it will depend very much don't, on say, it. don't say it don't say it don't say it rich why did you have to do it <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll, well they'll either be everywhere or nowhere won't they they're not going to be they're not going to be something that some people take sometimes you'll either every fo list will have this in it or none it's... I, I really want FO to be good, and I feel like it's just on the cusp. There's like, there's a couple of combos that are quite good, and I feel yeah. like it only needs a little bit of something to push it into that top tier. I'm sure mm -hmm. FFG are aware that it's not as good as the other factions. Yeah, I mean, it and Resistance are kind of in a, a little spot of their own, where they're kind of all right, and they're probably fairly balanced against each other, which is good, but there's just always stuff in the other five factions that is better than it, so... Um, I feel like resistance is okay. Yeah, resistance is okay. First order is okay, but I think you know. resistance is definitely a couple of steps up from the first order. Do you think? You've still um, got your five five A wings are still good. Yeah, it's still all right. Yeah, it's still all right. And people have been on how you want to play. Yeah, fair. People yeah. have been doing well with Ray, haven't they? I mean, yeah, Ray's having a resurgence because she's so cheap now. You don't see a lot of people doing well with first order at the moment. That is true. That is true. It might change. You never know. All right. Um. Just uh, quickly then, because we're running towards the end of the of the cast. Um. Just quickly. And um, with Dathomir coming up, we've we've touched a little bit on Nicholas's um list selection. Um. Do you think both of you, um, Ben first? Do you think it's just going to be wall to wall Nantex? Um. Clearly, they've seen off the Wookiee menace that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Where I, I, was I think you terrified can see of the that. Wookies. Yeah. I think I think you are. Yeah. Um, because 
Paul Heaver is a big name, isn't he? And he liked them. There's obviously something there. Yeah. But... Um, it, it is an interesting list. Probably not that interesting to fly, but... I don't know. I, you're definitely going to see lots of Nantex. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what I, do you think can what do you think can challenge Nantex? What do you think the well the, the counter players are going to bring? I did think it would be aces, um, but me and Ashok have just been playing around with just before the cast. Have been, I've tried that list out, mm-hmm. and it, it seems quite good against them. So, <laughs> I've, <laughs> Bobber, beef, beef. D- dare you say Bo- you say Bobber? I mean, Bobber's definitely good against a swarm, isn't he? But he yeah. also doesn't enjoy being crackshot. No. Because no amount of re-rolls can fix a crack shot, can it? Yeah. Have you got any thoughts, Nicholas, about what might be good against Nantexes for, for people planning the lists for Dathomir? I've really tried to figure something out, but I think the fire sprays might actually be somewhat good counter, since you can just cater and start running away slightly and dropping bombs on them. But other than that, I think you might have to just overwhelm them with numbers and agility. So I think Scum is in a great place to counter them with just swarms of Skicks or Octacons list with Skicks and Fangs. Mm. Because their variants might actually carry you over that. Because if you manage to tractor or just get an ion on one of them you're probably going to be able to delete it yeah it's a, i think it's a challenge isn't it to it's an interesting thing to unpick i mean I'm, i've been looking at how you would think about like turn zero against the nantexes because a lot of their stuff is about you know tractoring so they can rotate their turrets and you know getting free barrel rolls and stuff and part of me wonders you know do you just want to put a really dense big rock cluster plunk in the middle of the board and then just bring the engagement in there um, and kind of try and cut down on their maneuverability um, and leverage the fact that they have to track to themselves in straight lines so they can't boost. Um, they can't do like bank boost tractors. They've got to jump straight forward and uh, stuff like that. But it's all kind of head simming it and it's all a bit weird. Um, but I mean, I just think Boba with proton bombs, something like that, or that crazy actor can bosk. Um, combo that deletes aces <laughs> and A-wings, uh, you know, one at a time. Um, you know, just cruise that across the board. That'll take out three Nantexes before, you know, it dies and then Boba can clean up whatever's left. It'll be interesting, definitely. I mean, Boba Dengar's probably still good as well. Yeah. Um, that Dengar would be super sad, though. He'd probably die in turn one. I mean, Dengar's supposed to die as long as he gets a couple of proton torpedoes <laughs> off. Yeah, that's <laughs> all he's there for. That's all he's there for. What, right, about, cool. what do you think about the four fangs into that list? Ugh, I just think that they... You don't have a bid, so the f- they are moving last. Oh, yeah. Fair. Unless you... Yeah, unless you, like, drop one from four to one. If you have yourself a blocker, so you're at least taking tokens off something before you go in to try and delete it. Um, if it tractors sure. off, but then, you know, you're going to lose that I1 in the first turn of engagement, really. Um, and then you're down a ship and you're on three versus five if you've got lucky. Yeah. Um, well, I suppose three fangs has got a ridiculously high chance of removing a single Nantex if they're all shooting it at range two. Um, I can't see it living through that, but you're then down ships. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's one of those 
I don't fly the other factions enough to be able to think into the depths of different areas of list building, but I was chatting to um, Dave Sutcliffe um, on Slack today with a few other people, um, and he said he's just looking at Nantexes, and every time he opens his list builders, he's got no energy or enthusiasm to list build because he builds something, and he looks at it, and he says, yeah, it can't beat Nantex, and he deletes it and starts again. And he's not been able to think of anything where he doesn't just immediately think, yeah, it loses to Nantex and just switches it back off. <laughs> so it's a little bit, it's a little, I'm going to be really interested to see what the list architects and the, the clever people who, you know, can look at a problem and think, how can I solve that with pieces, um, have actually come up, what, what they've come up with um, to, to get past Nantex as a Dathomir, or whether we're just going to see, you know, Nantex as wall to wall at the top tables. Um, the thing is, though, in real life, a lot of people will not bother buying that many Nantext, even if they're no. good. And, and that's even... the thing with TTS and things like that. You can just put down whatever you feel like it. In real life, exactly. it's like the droids are amazing, but people aren't willing to buy all the things to go and put a droid list out. Yeah. I think the thing with the Nantexes as well is um, even if you did want to go and buy six, you'd be constantly in the back of your mind thinking, in six months' time, I'm only going to be able to fly four of these. <laughs> the points are going to go up so I don't want to so I'll buy two and I'll borrow two off Ben, I'll borrow two off Steve, I'll borrow two off whoever so that I can fly the list but then it, you end up in a situation like we had when the Quad Phantoms was rife where everybody was pulling their Phantoms in the club for the people that wanted to fly Quad Phantoms so that other people could fly other stuff um, so anyway we're going to wrap it up there I think because um, we've had a really good chat about a couple of topics and it's been really useful uh, and I need to go and read a chapter of the We Free Men to a little boy who's standing right next to me and <laughs> has been for the next fi- last 15 minutes. And it's an, ex- it's an excellent book. There you go. It is an excellent book. And I do the voices as well, which <laughs> makes it even better. Right. <laughs> there you go. Did you hear a Crivens in the background? Yeah. Uh, so um, I'll just say <laughs> thanks very much, Ben, for coming on. It's usually my child who gets involved. <laughs> it is. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, Nicholas, for coming on as well. And uh, good luck in Dathomir as well. Thanks for having me. Uh, well, hopefully some point I'll get to play a game against you, but I'll need to do well in one of our tournaments for that to happen. Which hasn't... <laughs> yeah, so it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's not, is it? Um, <laughs> I'll all right, so... gladly play you regardless. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, on that note, then, it's goodbye from Ben. Goodbye. Uh, it's goodbye from Nicholas. Goodbye. And it's goodbye for me. Goodbye.